0: Welcome to Tech Talk Tuesday where I give you all the tips and tricks you need to keep your guitar claim right.
1: What really
0: happened, don't you? What
1: went down in the van We let you knew, and Legend, and that you knew, you Legend, beers with best, Bears with Best, Bears
2: with Fest, Bears with Fest I was like contemplating like who I should ask for like my next episode. And I was just sitting there going through TikTok, and your like riff TikTok was coming back up, and I was Ooh. like, "Why the fuck don't I just ask Jim Pogi?" And I was like, "This this makes perfect sense, dude.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the TikTok thing, something else.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna bring it up during the episode and everything. And like, I, uh, I was talking to Aaron from uh Charlie Siren and. He was like, "Yeah, why is why didn't you have Jim on it already?" Like, so, you Dude. know.
0: Man, I miss all those guys. It's... I don't really talk to them much anymore.
2: Uh, well, I talk to Aaron all the time cuz I actually live in the Charlie Siren house now. I I live in Minneapolis. What? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, a, that's awesome. B, that's also fucking terrible. And <laughs> I hate that city because the worst woman in the world is from there, and I'm never going back.
2: Well, you have to come back because I'm here now, and yeah, beers, I'll see you. <laughs> and I have plenty of spaces in this house. You just, you should just convince, like I prevail, just to stay here one night, and just fuck a hotel. We'll just all party. I mean, pfft. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, you could definitely get the crew out there. Right. You definitely got the crew. The band's like the band's interesting. They're interesting people. I mean, like, they treat me really good. Yeah. But man, when you think about like rock stars, like they're just like, huh? Oh, we just played a show in front of like eight thousand people. We'll just, you know, go hang out and maybe drink a beer, you know. It's like jeez the rest of us are like where's the
1: cocaine right
0: <laughs> I love that
2: you are doing this by the way you are perfect to be doing this oh thank you so much Jim that means so much to me <laughs> you're Jim fucking poji. how can I not
0: dude I don't know what that means <laughs> but but it's not good
1: I'm <laughs> not <laughs>
2: What is up, everyone? Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. And this week is very special. Uh, I have an old friend that I haven't talked to in a long time. Uh, Shredmaster General Jim Pogey is gracing the airwaves today. Um, What is up, Jim? What's up, dude? It is great to be here. I'm so stoked that you're on. Uh, For people that obviously don't know, um, which I don't know why you would know this, anyways but i met jim uh like 20 2014 uh in i like through the iowa music scene he was shredding for a band called Year Two too kind and uh i was just merching around for exit an emergency and straight up homies ever since then uh and then um since then you moved back to baltimore and mm-hmm. uh you've kind of been just doing a bunch of different things i mean coaching football uh still shredding with uh dead eyes which we'll get into here um but yeah this is this is a sick episode i'm so stoked that i have you on so uh dude, thank you so much yeah,
0: for sure man thanks for having me i always will jump at an opportunity to talk about myself
2: right? <laughs> that's good cuz we're going to talk I've about I've you a lot
0: right, <laughs> right before we got on here dude i you're the perfect guy to be doing this and thanks for having me i mean like been to a lot of shows you know like you know the ins and outs you know the bands you know the people and a it's just great to be able to catch up with you yeah um because really i mean i get to see you when i swing through well before when i was going through iowa city saw you at gabe's
2: yep that was the the riser among rivals tour with uh, yeah a few different bands there and yeah, that was, was that uh, somewhere in 2019, I think? Man, I can't remember yeah. exactly when, but. Yeah, I think it was
0: 2019.
2: Because before that, the last time I had seen you was when Exit and Stars Hollow uh, stayed at your place in, in Baltimore. Uh, thank you again for being a gracious host with that. That was, you guys I mean, had like, just awesome. moved in and you let like eight dudes just stay like in the chaos of like moving in and stuff. So it was great. Yeah, but it was great.
0: It was great. I had a blast. That was
2: awesome. Yeah, that was a um, that was a fun time. Uh, a lot of those videos are still up. I think on like exits page, and I think Tyler posts some things every once in a while. Cause he beer- really, I think he, if I remember correctly, he beer bonged a four loco that night too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> it was it was all around fun. Mm.
0: Well, I'm excited to be drinking beers with you and talking music and stuff. I mean, yeah, we, I think we met before 2014. I think we met in, I mean, You're Too Kind first started, I think. William and I met on Craigslist and put it together, I think, like 2011 or 2012. So I think in
2: 2012 or 2013, yeah, 2013 might be closer because yeah. I'm trying to think back and, like, the first time that I... Yeah, it would have been 2013 because that's the same year that Thomas and I started, like, doing the whole booking thing and I went on the road with him. So, yeah, 2013's right.
0: Yeah. Dude, it was a, um... Strange time. Strange <laughs> time in my music life, dude. I,
2: well, I, I guess... I guess that's a good spot to start, like, speaking of your music life, like, You're so good at guitar, and, like, what got you... Like, you come from a big football family. Mm -hmm. Uh, For people that don't know, like, your dad is, like, this crazy, super good head coach for a school out in Baltimore. Uh, Mm -hmm. You played at Iowa. Your brother, I think, played at Michigan or Michigan State. Michigan. And, uh, like, and at the same time of doing football all your life, you're, you're doing guitar. Like, how did you find one the time to do that and like what got you into playing guitar
0: good question i mean i i i started playing guitar like i got a couple lessons and stuff i think like first grade it was like my mom wanted me to do it Mm -hmm. you know so i had an acoustic guitar and i like did a little bit but then i didn't really like it you know, so I started playing piano and I wasn't really into music, but obviously I was, you know, working out since the age of five. You know, so I kind of always knew football was going to be a thing, but um, I really started to love piano because I could play the things I was listening to. And I was like listening to classical music and I loved that. And I loved being able to play it um, and hear it whenever I wanted. And like, those songs, like, became a part of me or, you know, whatever Yeah, they say. Um, And then that kind of, I hit like middle school and my brother started like playing Guns N' Roses in the car in the morning on the way to school and stuff and I was like, shit, this is pretty cool. So I think in like uh, sixth grade I got my first electric guitar. It was like an Epiphone, Les Paul. And then I just, you know, I played a little bit, but what really got me into guitar was seventh grade, summer before seventh grade, VH1, Top 20 Countdown, Alter Bridge, Open Your Eyes, premiered on there. And Mark Tremonti was standing on a burning pile of bricks, shredding, or burning pile of sticks, shredding out this solo and, like, picking every note, and I saw it, and I was, like, I literally want to be that guy. You know, that was, like, my, that's what I want to do. Um, So, and I've watched that video recently. It's, it's so cheesy. I mean, the solo is still incredible, yeah. but the video is so cheesy, but I loved it. But, yeah, that's kind of, like, when I knew I loved music, but obviously... My dad's a football coach and I loved playing football and I was good at it in high school, but then I got to college and pretty much immediately was like, this is not for me.
2: <laughs> you know, like I'm not
0: very good at this.
2: Well, didn't you get injured too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the, okay. this is not for me. <laughs> you know? That's that's when you realize, like, <laughs> oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, there was that whole rhabdo thing after the workouts where we did a crazy workout and started like pissing blood and stuff and so i we went over to the hospital and basically it was like our muscles were breaking down and like getting caught in our kidneys and like they were breaking into our bloodstream and it was crazy dude i you know this is my first time being away from home i'm It was right after the season and we got back from winter break. So we kind of had this punishment workout and dude, this stuff was spun in the media, like crazy. I mean, I remember, first of all, they told me to go home and I was fine. And then they called me like six days later and they're like, Oh shit, you should probably go to the emergency room. So I go to the emergency room and I see my Facebook status is on ESPN. I was like turns out, like you're pissing blood, it's bad news. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, so then one of the coaches, I'm not gonna name names, and not the head coach, um, and one of the like the the football administrator people start like saying that we were taking steroids and or we were partying the night before and stuff. Dude, steroids? Like, look at me. <laughs> You know. uh, for,
2: for people that are listening, uh, he is a, a fine-looking gentleman, but definitely not, like, you're not yoked. like No. You, it, do, you do well. By any
0: means. Yeah. By any means. And I was rounder than I am <laughs> I was back then, you know? So, like, dude, there was no chance of Sarah's, but they're saying this stuff in the media, you know? Like, I'm a kid. And I... I had no idea what to do. So I think when that stuff happened and then i hurt my shoulder shortly after because i kind of rushed back into playing um instead of properly recovering i think that's when i was like dude you know i don't love this in that way yeah you know i don't love this in the way that i'll do whatever it takes to be the best you know so i was like i don't know I don't know what else to do, man. I guess I'll just, you know, I love playing guitar, and and all the guys on the football team are like, shit, man, you're really good at guitar, and like nobody's saying that about my football playing. So,
2: <laughs> that's, but,
0: that's so know, crazy though,
2: because like I, I didn't wasn't very good at guitar <laughs> at that time. But, okay, at, at that time maybe, but that's crazy because like I didn't, I never knew that story. i What like I knew you got injured, and then like that kind of sparked you to pick up the guitar again, and like start like kind of what led to Your two too kind being a band but i always yeah. thought it was like oh he like hurt his leg so he had something needed something to do with his hands and just kind of went back to that like i didn't realize it was like to that extremes, and that's fucking crazy uh, yeah. like, like you had to go through any of that like
0: yeah man there was a lot of crazy stuff and i didn't have the worst of it you know, I, uh, there's been a lot of stuff out in the news recently about yeah. things that have happened. And, um, you know, look, there's some really good people who are there. Uh, I don't really know who's there now, uh, but there are some not great people who left. Um, and, you know, I just – being a college athlete, it's a tough go. You know, everyone's like, well, you're getting your school paid for. And it's like, luckily at Iowa, Coach Ferentz, you know, he's all about, you take the classes you want to take, you know, if you want to be pre-med, you go be pre-med, you know? Um, but in a lot of places, it's like, you're here to play football, dude. You're a communications major or you're, right. you know, whatever the the thing is at the school that they can push people through. Yeah. But, take um, what you
2: can to, to stay on the field, basically.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and coach Ferentz, um definitely, is for real a you know you got to come here and go to school but it's not to say that there wasn't some <laughs> shit that went down dude
2: you know there's some shit that went down for sure yeah but um enough of the sadness because at least with <laughs> with all of that there was that silver lining that that brought out your guitar playing and then started your two kind which started out as like a pop punk band and you guys were all amazing. I, I mean, I love everyone in that band. Uh, and then when you were ready to move back to kind of Baltimore, the whole band kind of shifted gears and came with you, uh, which I commend like everyone in that, that decided to do that so much for, for uprooting their lives and still keeping that one band going. And you guys kind of switched gears to go more, a little bit heavier than what you guys had been known for. Yeah. Uh, which that I think was your main goal all along, if I'm correct in saying that.
0: Yeah. Uh not all along, but very quickly into it. Hmm. I think when Seth and I started writing, and I don't wanna speak for him, but um Seth wrote a lot of that. Um especially the the, the first E P, uh, with Pucho skinny jeans on and stuff like that. Like Seth wrote a lot of that. And like I really loved that stuff and I was really into Mayday Parade at the time and, and bands like that. Um God, but Boys Like Girls, I think, is uh, that, I, I don't know. But like, like that
2: that like almost Neo pop main... or like, yeah. like pop punk era. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So I, I really loved that stuff and Sesk's voice really fit that. Um but kind of as I went on, I think when, when I went to Chicago and like really recorded a studio for the first time, I think that was when I was like, "Yo, I want to do heavy stuff. That shit is cool, you know." And then I slowly started gravitating that way, you know. And and back to the thing you said about you know continuing the band out here and like you know people uprooting their lives and doing it for the doing it for the band you know um tell you what man bunch of tough motherfuckers in that band for yeah. real dude you know those guys were some and are to this day some you know like dude when the rubber meets the road those are the guys you want to be with you know chris bland is a He's an animal, dude. You know, we we went through a lot of stuff together, and, and it wasn't always easy on him and, and on me. And living with me is not easy, and he did it for a long time. And, dude, just member changes in and out, this, that, the other thing, you know, travel back and forth. You know, those guys hung in there and because they loved it. And it didn't obviously end up working out, but – you know, man, we still talk all the time about those tours, and every second was worth it, you know?
2: No, like, even, uh, I think you guys have, like, the one of the, out of, like, all of us that were, like, in the Iowa do you guys had, like, the worst winter experience, because you guys, for people that don't know, your van had no seats in it in the back, for one. Still doesn't. Still doesn't. It was all, like, beanbag chairs, and you guys decided to do, like, a mini run, like, in the dead of winter, like, yeah. Brutal.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Michigan we we played the um uh the blind pig in Ann Arbor. The first show. And <laughs> dude, it was like -4 degrees and you know, we didn't get paid. We, we we didn't make shit, man. We were losing money like out the ass. And there was nobody at the show except like my brother and a couple of his friends. And like dude but we we met a great band that night from michigan fifth and maine and they played a song that we ended up like being the tour song And i mean it was a great night but we almost died
2: (laughs) you know Uh, what williams say i think you guys were like just taking shots of like corn whiskey to like warm yourself up and like just knock yourself out at the same time dude yeah yeah
0: and williams Brother Seth had given us this uh prairie fire stuff, which was basically like fireball and steroids. Speaking of people who who uprooted their lives for th- William didn't really do it for the band, but you know, like Williams oh, dude, the lighting, like my computer screen was on when this started and when it goes off, the lighting gets dark and different. But you oh, know, that's okay. whatever.
2: We'll it. Okay. We're not <laughs> okay. we're not recording right. video, so you're good.
0: Oh, Oh great! Oh thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, William is still here. He's still here. He's going to be bringing my food in when it gets here. <laughs> Which is another thing, dude. I didn't eat today, dude. Because I, I picked up a guitar that had a thumb in it. I'm not. I'm not lying to you. My friend goes hey, man, I need you to fix some wiring in this guitar for me. I was like, all right, dude, for sure. I'll meet you at Guitar Center and pick it up. Dude, this is an hour ago.
2: What the fuck?
0: He goes, goes, there's a catch with it. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, my dad cut his thumb off accidentally at work last week, and I found it the next day. And so it didn't go bad. I encased it in resin and mounted it in the guitar in between the pickups so I you know dude when I picked up the guitar I was like I don't know man I don't know how you need you know I just need That's... I have a video on my phone I'll send it to you it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's so but it's fucking awesome. weird to do I know like
2: what the fuck I
0: know I know it's weird but you know the guy's one of the best guitar players I know and it's not his thumb it's his dad's thumb and he's you know hey man I'll fix it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what you do. Uh, might as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. William uprooted, uh, moved out there to Baltimore with you. Uh, still which, with
0: me and, yeah. He'll be with me forever, hopefully.
2: Yeah. I, I get his, uh, snaps every so often of him playing banjo. Dude's killing it.
0: He, he legitimately
2: got like really good at
0: playing banjo. <laughs> You know, I guess he could always sing. He never did in front of me, but I mean, I remember we started. He started in here during COVID, and I was like, I guess it makes sense. Like, it runs in his family. His dad was uh, like a bluegrass musician, and um, he's gotten, like, fucking good, and it's great. I feel great to be a part of that. Yeah. Not really. I didn't do anything.
2: No, you just stand behind him, and you're like, that's right. That's how I taught you. Good job. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
2: This is my band uh, No, I miss him a lot. Uh, we had a lot of, like, after you left, me and him, like, we're together hanging out like all the time, and a lot of, there's a lot of good drunk stories of, of me uh, that he's definitely a part of, so miss him a lot.
0: <laughs> Dude, we need to get drunk together soon. <laughs>
2: Once COVID's I mean, over, kind of yeah. Once Covet's over, armed. I'll fly out and we'll we'll do this in person.
0: Yes, yes. What are you still doing stuff with Stars Hollow? Do you go out with them at all? I mean, I, uh, I, I so I
2: never I never went out with Stars Hollow. It was more okay. Stars Hollow came out with Exit, and I was just doing my normal thing with Exit. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So, uh, that'd be sick, uh, Tyler. If you listen to this episode, mm-hmm. I'd be so down. Uh, I'm. I got big boy PTO, so you know. Uh, no, but I mean, they're still kicking. There's, they're fucking rocking. Uh, they got a new album coming out pretty soon. Uh, so go check out that stars hollow. That's, that's the plug. So
0: yeah. Shout out stars hollow. Fucking sick, man. I'll tell you what. Um, I had never heard anything like it before. And then I started hearing other things like it. And I was like, Tyler and the guys do it like way better than these other people do. Like way better. Like as I started like kind of delving in and like seeing the world of it, you know, I was like, wow, holy shit. Like they're they are like really good. Yeah. Like
2: really good. Dude, that was like the... of really good too. Dude, yeah. I
0: Thomas, I just talked to Thomas recently.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh it, the the like the ending of Exit where Thomas got like all fucking twinkly and stuff was amazing. Um, Just that whole last tour that Exit and Stars Hollows did was just so great and wonderful because, one, you're hanging out with your friends for, like, a week. Yeah. But to see Thomas progress and, like, start shredding on the guitar and then also watch Tyler shred every fucking night and just, like, Jesse just kill it on the bass and then Sage killing it on drums every night was just amazing um, to, to watch. So, like
0: dude Favorite a people. lot of talent on that tour like yeah. a lot of talent
2: and it, it's it's crazy like we all started in kind of like the same scene like there's so many good musicians like that, that were playing at the same time that we were all in iowa doing the same thing like like uh jameson shred like yeah was was so good uh like survival soundtrack in general was just oh, like yeah
0: they were like our rivals, <laughs> you know. It was there was always like a little bit of tension at the shows. So it was like, all right, like, and they were honestly they were so much better than we were, like so much better than we were. But I was just, you know, like I didn't give a shit. I was like, we're going to shred, like, <laughs> William, are we playing a quick tonight? You know? <laughs> But at the same time, drinking half a bottle of Jägermeister with Joe, like, splitting the bottle before we went on.
2: Right. See, that's that's where Survival Soundtrack, like, was able to prevail, was because all of us were getting, like, hammered. And they were like, we don't really drink that much. We're just going to go out and play the show real quick. And, like, all of us are, like, six deep, like, yeah, like, sounds good, like, trying to do something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, looking back at it, Karina probably feeding me beers. Yeah. fucking sabotaging the whole thing <laughs> I'm just kidding if she listens to this she's an amazing person
2: well that and games with their uh, dollar drinks if you're playing or promoting the oh show my oh god, my god dude
0: what a great place by the way shout Favorite out place. Gabe yeah what a great place man great venue except like if you're in the band it fucking sucks <laughs> playing it's sick but that load in
2: oh yeah the stairs in the back
0: down the stairs yeah, yeah, Scott, if you still own that thing, man, dude,
2: yes, just a service uh, elevator or something, dude. Dude, last time I was there, there was like starting to get holes in that stairs, so like it needs it needs to be updated a a good amount, but still, yeah. once you once you make that trek, it's so good. Oh, it's it's amazing, it's amazing.
0: It is the definition of like everything about this venue should suck, but it doesn't. Like, it shouldn't sound good, but it does. Yeah. You know, like, there shouldn't be happy people working there, (laughs) but there are. You know, like, there shouldn't be a lot of people who show up to it because it's in a kind of strange part of Iowa City, but, like, there are.
2: Yeah. You know, it's just
0: a cool place.
2: Yeah. Uh, I miss that place now. I miss it so much. They're they're the, the one venue, like, that I'm really hoping stays around and makes it through this whole ordeal uh i know they've been doing like uh different shirt runs every so often so i've bought like a couple of game shirts really so, yeah i should check that out um, it's kind of cool because they're doing like uh one of the first ones that they did not that anyone probably is listening and cares but uh <laughs> they did like uh nirvana played their back when nirvana was still like a band and they had like the original show flyer and they put it all like on a shirt and stuff and it looks all sick. Holy shit, dude. I'm sorry.
0: I'm writing this down now to remind myself I'm <laughs> an idiot and I forget everything. Gabe's shirts. I mean, happy to support that place.
2: Um, but I guess to hop back into a couple things here. So, sorry, dude. I can just ram. Oh, dude. Um, I I I'm totally okay with it. I have no problem. <laughs> obviously uh so yeah you're back in baltimore you're playing in a band called dead eyes uh -hmm. which for do you want to kind of like give a synopsis or whatever of like what dead eyes is for people that are listening
0: yeah dead eyes is a um a hard rock band from pennsylvania we actually just officially moved here to maryland um went through a bunch of member changes um, and pretty much there's one original member who lives with me now. And that's why we're in uh, Maryland. And we have a record coming out soon. Uh, I'm technically not allowed to say, I mean, like I could probably say and nobody would chop my head off, <laughs> but out of respect to my bandmates, you know, like yeah, I won't fair. say, but it's, it's, it's coming it, at least the first singles coming in the next few months um okay. you know we, we've done a little bit of touring but really it's a it's a pretty new thing and um kind of the idea behind the band is that um you know we believe in the kind of underdog story and we believe in people that work hard and you know care about other people and so we, we we've actually the group has 1300 people on facebook i think we have this group called the dead crew and so basically not only it's not only just a band but i mean it's mostly a band but you know it's a it's a community it really is and it's Mm -hmm. you know we've only toured twice and played a couple shows and you know we have a ton of friends (laughs) you know like we really do and um things have been happening over covid that you know, we were going to release the record last year. Um, but when COVID hit, we were like, all right, let's pull back. We have no idea how this is going to affect things. Right. And kind of while we were waiting for things to clear up, we just started making phone calls. And, um, man, things just kind of happened. You know, we secured booking and we have... PR here and in Europe and we picked up management and like all these things kind of snowballed in and I think if we would have released the record we might have kind of blown it Damn. You know? so very uh, long story short, Dead Eyes is the band that I play in and it's a fucking kick-ass band and I'm really excited to get these songs out because there's some fucking kick-ass songs
2: yeah dude, that's, that's fucking awesome like the fact that you like, you guys, especially, like, where most people were trying to put out content to keep themselves kind of relevant, you guys decided to go the opposite route and wait to release anything and do all that shopping around, and it obviously worked out, uh, which we'll find out in the next few months or so, I'm guessing, but, like, that's fucking awesome that that's, that's happening, so.
0: Hopefully, man, you know, we, we kind of looked at it from the bigger picture. Look, at, at the end of the day, you know, um, I'm 30. It's time to, you know, I, I got to make some shit happen, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I was like, hey, well, we need to do this right. This is the best thing any of us have ever been a part of, you know, musically. Um, so, you know, we we're like, we need to make this happen. We need to be patient with it. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, uh, 30,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, maybe, you know, like 15,000 likes on Facebook. It, not a ton of people know who we are. Mm-hmm. So if things drop off a little bit, fine. You know, yeah. like we, we kind of, we're, we're kind of rebuilding anyway. A lot of member changes. So. And kind of a the sound change a little bit. So okay. but I'm really excited for it, man.
2: So besides just like I mean, obviously the record was done, um, and besides like spending the time shopping around or in this in the other part of the downtime where you guys like working on getting stuff prepped for like us like a how do I wanna say this? Like a follow up release for when this was oh, yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we always grinding.
1: second
0: E P the second E P technically if we had to turn it in um all the instrumentals are done Um, on the new new one yeah but i mean zach and i have a folder of you know we we write all the time you know i'm i write a song every couple days he writes a song maybe every day so i mean we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of demos um between us so um kind of the way we've been doing it. Um, you know, we have six right now that we really, really like for the second EP, but um, honestly, we'll probably take like three or four of those and then go down to the studio and then see what happens there. Our producer, Kyle O'Dell, is, man, one of the most talented dudes I've ever been around in my life, and I don't know if I would feel comfortable, like putting a record out without that guy listening to it and that guy putting his handprints on it you know whether it's writing or whatever i want him a part of what i'm doing (laughs) you know so um yeah man so yeah we're we're set to go for a long time
2: that's awesome i'm I'm stoked for uh be sure to let me know when all that stuff's getting closer and i'll keep an eye out and
0: yeah, I'll, so. when we get off here, I'll just send you the record, too. You know,
2: All right. Exclusives. I didn't know anybody gave a shit, you know? It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, you know me. Like, I'm always down to support the homies in any way possible, oh, yeah. so.
0: But, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough playing uh, guitar-based music nowadays, man. Nobody cares, <laughs> you know? Like, nobody cares. In the grand scheme of things, nobody cares. Not as many people care as they used to um but that's a whole different thing
2: yeah um also a part of like uh i guess you i don't know if we would call it like a side gig for you uh you also uh tech a lot um yeah so for people that don't know uh you're actually guitar tech for i prevail which is pretty sick um how'd you get into teching and going that whole route um, well, so you're
0: too kind, uh, initially it, being a tech was not part of the plan, you know, like growing up, I remember, you know, watching like the Metallica documentary and seeing, you know, seeing videos, live shows and guys standing around near equipment and stuff and just thinking like, man, how much would it suck to be one of those guys, <laughs> you know, like just moving stuff, you know, like I'm a guitar player. You know, I'm not going to do that. Right. And then I, you know, I take my own band on tour. We're on tour with Trapped, dude. You know, and like, very talented band, honestly, but not the most talented. You know, like, there are definitely bigger, and more relevant bands. Um, And I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, holy shit, you got to be really, really, really good to do this. Like, if this is where these guys are, you got to be really good to do this. And I was kind of feeling like dejected a little bit. And Ty, the guitar player for Trapped at the time, I don't know, we, we, we just got along. And um, he asked me to tech for him after. He was just like, hey, I need a guitar tech. Do you want to do it? I was like, I have no idea how to do any of these things. Literally no idea whatsoever. Um, but he taught me. He taught me everything I know. I mean, I've learned some stuff since, but for the most part, you know, he basically taught me, don't be scared. Just, like, make the adjustment. <laughs> and if you screw it up, you can just turn it back the other way. You know, yeah. like, it's fine. Just go do it. And, you know, he, like, made me build a guitar, like, assemble it. You know, he always had shit for me to do, and he was, it was like, boot camp. But, um, yeah, that's how I got into it, you know? and Because I really just wanted to be in music you know ultimately yeah. and i was like it's not gonna work with this band this band isn't like we're not good enough i'm no. not good enough yet nobody in this band is good enough um and when that opportunity came across i was just like it's a way to stay in it you yeah know? and you know for all the people say about that band you know and they look, there were a lot of demons being fought on that bus. I'll tell you, like, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you it was full of really good people. I'm also not here to tell you that there weren't really good people on there because there were. Um, But they gave me my shot, you know? And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to Chris. I'm grateful to the band. Like, they stuck with me and I had no idea what I was doing and, like, messed up all the time. <laughs> but you know pete chris ty brennan um ninja and ryan like some other guys in the crew like dude that was a really important time in my life you know and so you know i see this, this shit chris says, and i'm like of course he's yeah. an asshole you know, like, he says that shit all the time yeah he's a total asshole but at the same time you know there's two sides to everybody
2: right um well, then i think you posted about this but you i know well, i know you for sure posted about it because we'll get to this next portion here in a second uh because you talked about it on tiktok but so like you now now tech for i prevail and you met them in a walmart parking lot yeah like where they just happened to like was where they were just like at that walmart and you just like walked up and were like hey you guys are in a band obviously like what's up like i'm jim or like what no so uh,
0: it's very interesting that I, I wish TikToks could be longer because <laughs> that story is so funny Ty you know the guy who hired me and trapped you know we would hang out all the time and we'd pull into Walmart you know we both it's my second bus tour you know dude so still every time I step off the bus I'm like oh, you know and all that stuff So we step off and we see there's a bandwagon in there. And Ty's like, he's like, man, let's go over there. Let's see who the fuck that is. You know, like they're in their little bandwagon or whatever. Let's go see who it is. And we knock on the door. And I think, I think it was Kurt, the photographer, who opened the door. And they're like, yeah. And Ty was like, hey, we're from that bus over there, like, we're trapped, who are you guys? (laughs) And they were like, I prevail, and I was like, holy shit, like, you guys are the, you guys are the the Taylor Swift band, you know, like, that I saw and, like, got super jealous about, and was like, you know, fuck that band, man, they're not any good, like, my band's just as good as theirs, you know, all that shit. And I'm sitting there with them, and hanging out and like, well, shit, they're actually really cool. Like, I hope they are good. You know, like, I hope they are found out. We had some mutual Michigan connections. Um, so we were able to like stay in touch over Michigan sports and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and we would just kind of talk occasionally, not much, uh, maybe when they would roll through on warp tour, um, you know i'd hit them up and be like hey guys i'm coming out whatever and we'd hang out i didn't really i never really thought about working for them or anything like that but i was like obviously these guys will be good people to know right um they were just honestly really cool people um and still are and uh you know then ty left trapped and moved to nashville to be a tech but he got offered this Japanese job. A job with a Japanese band. I like I don't know what make a job specifically Japanese. But he, got, he was offered a job bass technique for a Japanese band coming to the U.S. Um, and they weren't going to bring their crew. And he was like, hey, I can't do it. But I have a suggestion for you. And quick interjection about that. On those first few trap tours, like I ate a lot of shit, you know, like I got yelled at a lot because I didn't know what I was doing, but I also got yelled at a lot when I did know what I was doing. Mm. And like, I'm not, I'm not complaining about that because that has been important in my career since. And like all of those people did like, they never abandoned me or let me down or anything like that, but it was like fucking rough some days. You know, like, dude, I'm about to, I'm about to just roll out of my bunk and hope I land like, like the <laughs> wrong way. <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, bus breaking down all the time and shit. Like, it was really tough. But, and I wanted to quit, but I didn't. And I think Ty knew that it was difficult, and he respected it, and so he recommended me for the shop i still had no idea what i was doing and i got the email and it was like we're gonna be going on tour with cover your tracks star set i was like Ooh, star set's cool and i prevail no fucking way dude. like no fucking way i'm like who is this band um it was called Vamps, not oh. to be mistaken, with the Vamps. Okay. Who who are from England and like a pop band. Vamps yeah. is a Japanese like dark rock band and their singer was Hyde was in this band, um, the Arkansas. Which wrote an an anime song that like blew up. Okay. And so he's like, he's like, they call him like the Bono of Japan.
2: <laughs> Shit.
0: You know, he sold like millions and millions of records. Can't go anywhere. I dude, and, and then the guitar player was from this band called Oblivion Dust. So it's like a Japanese super group. Damn. And so I find this out and I'm looking and I'm like seeing how many records they've all sold and I'm like, shit, dude. But I am not prepared for this. Like these guys are really good and at the time know nothing about Japanese culture. Like whatsoever. Right. So I'm thinking like I know nothing about these guys. I need to expect the worst. Like they are gonna be super like great with everything and like i'm gonna have to be completely on my game could not have been nicer human beings and just like the biggest joy and pleasure to work with i mean the band would help us unload the trailer like never i mean taking us out to dinners dude we were in argentina they took me everywhere they took me everywhere like except japan <laughs> because their <laughs> own crew was there <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> you know, their base tech is way better than me, but man, they, we went to South America all over the United States and they just like, like nice dinners and, you know, they would hang out with us and, you know, the, the two other American crew guys were uh, Corey and Jordan, and we're still pretty close to this day. Um, and, and, ha- and like a handful of Japanese crew that I'm still close with. Like, I'll tell you what, man, I love those guys. But that was like working with them was one of the best years of my life. Like, just unbelievable to go from like trapped to that. It was, dude, I like, I, I was like, I would have done trapped for 10 years to get that opportunity.
2: Right. Like, I'll,
0: you know, it, it was just so worth
2: it. Dude, that's fucking um, awesome.
0: Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, I got to hang out with Hyper vale
2: And, you know. And the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> uh, here's kind of probably, like, a fun little question. So, you're taking for, for Vamps. Where was, like, the one place that they, like, obviously you said you were doing it for quite a while. Where's, like, one place that they had you go with them uh, to go play at, like, a different country or whatever that you were, like, I can't believe, like, out of all the places, like, this is where I'm at, like, doing man. guitar stuff?
0: Good question, man. I have the flag in my basement. We were in Chile. And... It was like, I think it was it was some sort of convention was going on. But we had a couple, we only played one day there. And um, we had three days there, only one work day. And man, they had people taking us all over the place. They had like translators and like, and guides, like specifically for us. And then we play this show, um, and I have, I have the picture, but it's like a sold-out kind of small arena. Like, it's a small arena. It's more mm-hmm. of a theater, but, like, I mean, midway between a theater and an arena. And it was packed, and the lights were off because our monitors went down, our in-ear monitors went down. So we had to, like, turn the click off and everything like that. It was like halfway through the show and the singer, Hyde, goes out acapella and starts singing in the dark and people lit up the stage, Dude, I was like, are you shitting me right now? I'm like, is this real life? Like, this is, you know, it was, it was one of the coolest things, man. You know, and I'm fucking there. I'm eating empanadas and like all, all this shit that like, you know, I love, but it's really hard to find in America. You know,
2: and it's just, dude, it was, you know, yeah. And there you are, just just some kid from Baltimore, just fucking living your life. You know, some (laughs) idiot who's just stuck, you know, just be like,
0: whatever, man. Like, yeah, (laughs) like, I like doing stuff with guitars, so like, if, if that's involved, like, I'm cool with whatever it is. You know, bass tech, Never played one. Sure, you
2: know. <laughs> there's strings in the neck. It's like the same thing, right? Yeah, there's strings in the neck. You know how different can it be? Right, dude. That's that's fucking awesome. Like, just being able to. I mean, that's that's everyone's like dream, or I, I guess maybe not everyone. But like that was like me. I was like, I'm merchant for my friends. Like maybe I can like wiggle my way onto like bigger tours. Never, obviously never happened. But like just getting to tag along and just like hang out and get to second hand check out all these places would be sick because I never played an Mm -hmm. instrument so like that's me doing it second hand
0: yeah well and here's the thing dude you know uh, obviously COVID stuff's happening now but like ultimately we make the decision for it to to, you know be done because here's the thing like if you want to go out on tour I'll tell you I'm going to be going out on tour again, you know? And like, there are a lot of people that, you know, and like from all the days that you've been doing it and like all that time spent, it's not like, you know, I tried and like didn't do it. If you wanted to, you could definitely get on tour, but it's just like, dude, sometimes we just get to the point where we're like, yo, not, not fucking doing it. Right. You know, I'm done waking up. With fucking sweaty feet in my face and like all these grumpy ass dudes and stuff, you know, like, but like, I, you know, I, I firmly believe that it's a thing that's not so abstract, you know, people think it's just this like, well, you know, hopefully luck strikes or whatever. No, like a guy like you, you've put yourself in a ton of situations, you know, right. to be able to do it, you know, and shit, I bring you out tour in a heartbeat, you know, so, you know, that's why I love
2: you. <laughs> so what you're saying to me, but also saying to the listeners is if you're trying to like tech or like merge for people, just, it's all about getting yourself put out there and Like making those connections and keep grinding and just at some point it'll happen not necessarily guaranteed but you know
0: well I'll say this before I go in on all the buts I will say (laughs) it is guaranteed it is absolutely guaranteed okay so there's a couple things that you have to kind of do First of all, like you have to be willing to eat a lot of shit. You have to be willing to suck up your pride, learn how to get bossed around, you know, like get yelled at when you don't deserve to get yelled at, you know, like, and, and the only way to do that is to change your mindset to be like, this is going to be good for me. You know, like I'm tougher than this and this is going to be good for me.
1: Um,
0: You have to do that. And then the hardest thing, the hardest thing is you have to be, this is two parts. You have to be flexible with what your vision is, you know? So like, again, still I'm, I'm trying to be a guitar player in a big band, you know, like I tech for a big band. I love that. I'm proud of it. Mm -hmm. I'm a guitar player in a fucking kick-ass band, but it's not a big band, you know? So, really, I'm more of a guitar tech than a guitar player professionally, you know, and I want to be a guitar player professionally, Um, but I'm happy with what I've done, and I realized very quickly that I just love guitars, and I love music, and that's what I want to do. I just want to be around them. So I'm okay with being flexible with that, you know, and that has given me, you know, you can't be too good for opportunities, really. You know, like if... If the only thing you got is Trapped offering you a guitar tech gig, fucking take the job, you know? (laughs) Um, And, you know, and realizing that we're not owed anything. We can earn it, you know, but we're, we're never owed anything. So getting those opportunities like you really go into it like holy shit like, I'm so stoked to be here you know and that's great too when you're with a bunch of like older people on tour who are so like tired of doing it and you're just yeah. a young guy coming in like dude this is sick <laughs> like <laughs> um, so like that is important and then being able to change like if something's not working being able to admit that to yourself and change it yeah. that is the hardest thing That is, I still struggle with that. And thank God that my singer is also a fucking complete hardhead because we will just butt heads with each other. And eventually, you know, with the guidance of our manager and, you know, the other guys in the band who are sane, you know, like everybody comes to this kind of agreement that ends up being better than what I wanted to do. You know, so like those kinds of things, like hanging in there, being flexible and just like still going, just keep going, just keep going, keep going. And I, I guarantee you that you will at least get an opportunity. Now, if you're not ready, you know, <laughs> then that's, you know, that's an on you type of thing, right, you know? yeah. not you specifically. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know yeah, you'd yeah. be ready for anything, <laughs> but for, you know, for the, the casual listener out there, just you know like yeah i you will get a chance i mean dude there is nothing especially back then as a guitar player i'll tell you even now as a guitar player like i can learn stuff but like when it comes to sitting there noodling forever and being super impressive and stuff i am very average you know um it's just like you know (laughs) i just kept doing it and i hung in there for long enough that you know i can at least make a living in music which is yeah. great yeah
2: yeah i mean you're making it work for sure and you're, you're showing that it obviously can be done uh as long as you see sticks yeah it. i can grind it out so. i am an idiot <laughs>
0: <laughs> i am an idiot <laughs> I am not a smart person. <laughs> like I have just stumbled my way through it. If I can do it, I promise you anybody can. <laughs> like I promise
2: you. Well, I feel like we, we heard you starting out in music. We, we heard you up until, uh, uh, teching and all this stuff. So I feel like this is a good middle point, especially as you're cracking this beer right here. Uh, what what are what are you drinking tonight, Jim?
0: This is actually a uh, Baltimore brewery. I don't know if they're out uh, in the Midwest. It's called Flying Dog.
2: Okay. Haven't so, heard of it, but uh, I'm
0: running my mouth a little more than usual because this beer right here is an IPA, which I don't I don't drink very often. These are my brothers. I stole them. Um, this is an eight point seven percent. Which I think is pretty high.
2: Yeah, it is <laughs> very high. Yeah.
0: And I haven't eaten anything today because of the, the thumb guitar. That's true, because of the I thumb I have eaten nothing. So these are going to um, hit hard. This next one's 8%. And then you'll love the name of this one Raging Bitch. <laughs> 8.3. But look, I mean, you can look up their artwork online for anybody listening who wants to see but like they have super this is the raging bitch and they have just like super cool artwork and branding and their beers are really really cool delicious so, that is awesome um, find out.
2: yeah for everyone that's that's listening definitely go uh, look that up cause that like just the artwork on, on that bottle alone is fucking sick so
0: yeah Yeah. Very cool. All of them are cool.
2: Um,
0: yeah, there's been some good beer that's kind of popped up in my area recently, which is kind of a surprise out in Iowa. There's man, ton of really good breweries were popping up when I was out there. Like not surprising, but
2: yeah, it's, it's like the whole new, new way to do it. I feel like, and, uh, it's always fun. Um, I guess the last brewer I went to was when I went, was visiting Thomas out in San Diego And I never really, like, I'd been to a couple breweries, but I, like, like Big Grove, if you remember them from Iowa City, like, I'd been there to eat and stuff. But I never, like, really went to a brewery. And when I went out and visited Thomas, we did, we just spent, like, a whole day just hopping around. And it was a lot of fun just to grab a flight, just hang out, grab, like, an appetizer. I ended up getting, like, heat stroke and just kept drinking. What? Well, so, like. What? So, okay, so it's. It's, like, May or June in San Diego, so it's pretty hot out. And then we go to one beach, and we hit up a couple different spots, and then walk up and down the beach in the sun.
1: Oh, God, dude.
2: And then, like, went to another spot, and, like, I should have drank water in between, but I didn't until, like, we got to, like, (laughs) one last spot, and I was like, yo, like, I'm tapping out. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like... (laughs) And they're just like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah." Like I had a raging headache, and him and his wife were just sitting there, just like sipping on another couple. And I was like, "Like I'm fucking good, man." <laughs> dude. dude, that's brutal. Yeah, but it was a it was a fun time. It was it was a really good weekend, and I'm really waiting for Corona to go away so I can go back out.
0: Yeah, man, I love San Diego. I really, I'll go out there with you, dude.
2: Oh, dude, fuck yeah. Yeah, that would be. Uh, that
0: would. That's a great idea. I'm going to text Thomas right after this and be like, yo, coming out to see you. All right. Um, I'm so down. Uh, Dude, yeah. um, They're like little Italy area. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool.
2: See, I don't think we went through there because they live. So I don't know if you visited him last time you were out there or anything like that, but they live in like the french quarter some shit district nice. they're only like a few blocks away from the the baseball field which is pretty sick
0: oh okay yeah, so, yeah yeah yeah.
2: so it was it was nice like we went to the game and hit up a couple of like local diy bars um like one that like remember downstairs of games like the, the little corner that you could play in oh yeah yeah so yeah. one place we went to had a spot smaller than that that bands play in what yeah, it was it was fucking sick, but I was like, "How are you gonna fit like your whole van there?" Like it, like the night that we went, it was just one guy. I was like, "Man, this is fucking crazy."
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you put a midwestern pop punk musician through there, and he goes, "Watch me, <laughs> <laughs> dude." Yeah. Um. So let me ask you, dude. Let yeah. me ask you. Moves out at the beginning of COVID to Minneapolis. Yep. You've not been able to do any exploring at all.
2: Yeah, for the most part, not really any exploring. Uh, like I've, I recently finally went to one of the local record stores. uh, But besides that, like it's mainly just been work, grocery store, and home. Or in the local. And like the local liquor store, but that's about it. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> sure, so, of course. Um, is that by choice or is that because of everything sh- just kind of shut down?
2: Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, so, like, when I got here, um, all the bars and like restaurants were basically just to go only. I mean, bars were being yeah. shut down. Um, so I mean, that was a big factor, and then just like. I'm pretty introverted anyways, so Yeah. I'd rather it it like it's it so it sounds really bad, but like or sounds really weird maybe, I don't know, but like I come from a town of like three thousand and I would rather like if I'm hanging out with my friends that's cool, but like if I'm already at home, like I don't really want to go anywhere and then I move to to Minneapolis and I'm just the same way where it's like, Oh, COVID's going on, that's a kind of a factor, but like I'd have to drive somewhere like thirty minutes to go like hang out like, I'd rather just like chill at home and like watch a movie. So like Dude, I love that, man. I yes. I it's not weird to me. Yeah.
0: Um I mean, it it is it feels kind of weird saying that like COVID fits my lifestyle because there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people dying. Yeah. You know, and, like and like I don't I don't want to like belittle that or anything like that, but man, I'll tell you what. It is nice the few times that I do decide to drive to go see somebody or do something, which is not often. Um, I don't have to deal with any traffic, you know. And dude, I love that people are working from home, I think it's good for the human beings in general.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I I gotta admit, I loved it the first eight months that I was here because there was literally no traffic, I could get to work in like I'm only 11 miles away, which is not far, but city-wise, dealing with, like, straight interstate traffic, I could get there in, like, 10 minutes, which is amazing, but now everyone's back to work, and, like, my drive homes, that's why I said, like, 6 o'clock, because literally, it'll take me, like, half an hour to get home now.
0: Dude. You know, Minneapolis is one of the fastest-growing cities in the Midwest. Like, and, and you guys have road construction going on there all the time, man. I mean, it is like...
2: Yeah. Thankfully, I don't have to deal with it. All the A lot of the road construction, well, it's still going on, is all on 35 North, like, going deeper into the city. Because I mean, yeah. if, you, if yeah. you remember, I don't know if you've ever been to the Charlie's Iron House, but um, we're, like, on no. the very edge of South Minneapolis, right by the airport. So it's literally just hot for me for work it's nice. I just hop on one interstate and just like it's basically like a, a bypass interstate and I just zoom that straight, get off at one exit and then I'm at work. So Gotcha. Is is it
0: still the Charlie Siren House
2: or it just was the Charlie Siren House? Is it will, Charlie Siren still a band? So they're they're not a band anymore. They broke up like maybe three years ago, but I mean, one of the f- the members still technically lives here, and it'll forever be known as the Charlie Iron House, just because that's how we all know yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Either that or, like, 5620 Productions, I think, is what I've been calling it for, like, when I'm doing podcasting stuff, or, like, if we're doing anything new related. But, yeah, Charlie Iron House for fucking ever. Yeah, dude, I love that, man. God. But dude, and I, it, remember I, feel, Aaron... I feel like it gives me so much street cred, too, because, like, I'll be talking to, like, a... Like I've interviewed a few Minneapolis bands and I was like, Oh yeah. Like I just moved up here. I don't know if you guys remember or like know of it, but I live in the Charlie Siren house and they'll be like the Charlie Siren house. Dude, I remember playing shows there and I was like, yeah, like I fucking live here now. Like,
0: yeah, dude, that's sick, man. That's so awesome. (laughs) Great guys in that band too, man. You know, um, Aaron, his brother, Great dude. Aaron would bring me up shots of Fireball like mid-set. He'd be like, yeah, dude, let's go." I'd be like, oh. Yeah, it's. Dude, funny. I mean, like, I mean, I was all about doing it. Oh, I yeah. wasn't like, oh, I shouldn't. I was like, yeah, give me that shit. But at the same time, I was like, fuck, I
2: suck. You know, like... <laughs> it's actually funny that you bring up Aaron, uh, because I do have a couple, a few fan questions here, specifically from the big guy upstairs. I say that because he literally lives. Like right above me. Uh so, no shit. When we're, yeah. we're
0: done with this, you bring me up to and to say hi.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I will. I think Dustin okay. might be here too. Um, yeah. but so he, he mentioned how you and him bonded over PRS guitars. Yeah. Uh so his question for you there's a there's a few, uh just three, I guess. Uh how many PRS guitars do you own? four how many have you owned
0: four i don't you... sell that
2: shit Just...
0: <laughs> okay right That's... that one that one uh i have so i had two single cuts on McCarty and the um the paul's guitar yeah four
2: uh so I guess I can eliminate question number two because, just in case you had sold any, he was going to be like, "Why would you sell a PRS guitar?" Yeah, um, dude, you never did that. <laughs> uh, and then I guess this this is a shameless plug for you that, that for PRS. Uh, would you play anything other than a PRS guitar?
0: Yes, yes, and I do. I don't. <laughs> I don't play PRS live anymore. I'm actually endorsed um, by a company out of L.A.
2: Oh and
0: okay. I'll tell you so I prevail is all PRS. Um and if I played in a band that was more like that, I would play PRS. Um but the way that my band plays and kind of what we what we do uh calls for It's not super low tuned, it's drop A, but um, they're they're heavy rock songs, and I really like to like dig in with my right hand, like really hit the strings hard. So I need like kind of thick strings and a very long neck. So I play baritone LSLs, Um, they actually make mine for me custom. Really? I know nobody can see this, but it's like a Telecaster. Um, with a 27 and a half scale inch neck and this one's a
2: G actually. And when they're making them, and, custom, um, are, they, are they just doing it because you want, like, why are they doing them custom specifically for you?
0: Cause I asked them. Well, I mean like <laughs> what
2: aspect of it, like, are you, are you needing to be custom? yes. Oh.
0: So, um, it's a very similar model. So they make the, the baritone telecaster for Adam from architects.
2: Okay. Architects
0: guitar player. So that's how I found out about them and I hit them up and they were like, Oh yeah, we'll endorse you. And so I, the first one that I bought um, was basically Adam's guitar, but with a different bridge and different pickups and it was a one-off that they made and they made it for nam and i saw it and i was like i want that one so they sent me that and i loved it like the pickups there's like there's they're dark but there's a clarity to them so like even when you're tuned real low like you can hear every single note and the pickups are made by them And then they had this really old-school Telecaster bridge on it that was not on the Architects' one. Um, The Architects' one has, like, a hip-shot bridge or something like that. Um, So that – and then I I wanted the neck done a little bit differently, like, in some specific woods and things like that. Um, But the standard model is pretty close to what I use. But I don't – you know, like, I really like those – hand-wound pickups and the bridges that they have on there and I'll tell you what man those things play real nice real nice but i you know obviously i love prs I'll always love prs you know like i'm a prs guy and you know paul i'm an hour north dude if you want to hit me up you know i'll come down to the factory anytime but i'll tell you what here's the thing though Unless they make an extended scale, you know, like these, it's tough to beat these LSLs when it comes to the long stuff. Now I've never played the LSL short range stuff, so I can't speak to that. But I've never played a guitar that's that long that plays just like butter. It really does. I have to like set it up so I can fight it. I like to fight it a little bit, you know, like,
2: yeah, (laughs) Now, is that the, the same guitar? I'm going to segue this, see, see if I can pull this off. Uh, now, is that you're the right. same guitar that we would see on uh, your TikTok when you're doing your riffs and things like that? Yes, yes, the
0: white one. Um, there is a charcoal one, but I I have a charcoal PRS, and I think I played two of them. But, yeah, any Telecaster-looking one that's lsl yeah okay i still throw the prs's in there you know because i love them yeah i'll never not love
2: prs guitars you right. know <laughs> like always <laughs> so. um as i did mention you have a tiktok uh for people that don't know yeah. it uh definitely go check it out it's called riff design um yes. where on there you're kind of you're, you're kind of doing like a few different things i feel like you're doing Uh, your portion, since you, you are the guitar tech, uh, you're, you're doing tech, uh, Tuesdays, which is Mm -hmm. awesome for anyone out there because I know Aaron's talked about like watching those ones, uh, where you're basically teaching people like, Hey, this is, this is what you need to do to make sure your guitar is working properly. And it's things that like most people probably wouldn't know. I feel like, which is nice of you to be doing this.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's that kind of thing that like I found out from Ty when I started doing it, I was like, it's, it's not rocket science, you know, it's not some like thing that you need to be really smart to figure out how to do, you know, like I'm not handy. I can't Mm -hmm. build a cabinet or anything and I'm terrible at measuring things, (laughs) but you know, you learn a couple basics that you can learn pretty quickly and like, anything else the more you practice it the better you get but those basics can it, it tick tock is cool for that reason that you know in in 45 seconds i can tell you how to adjust the neck and you can literally go do it on your guitar and you'll be fine nobody's gonna die you know like <laughs> you can twist it too far one way and then just twist it back the other way you know and just learning that. oh i'm not gonna break the thing um that's a huge part of it you know
2: So yeah Uh, that's yeah so i mean he's doing that for one aspect you're doing uh one section where you're just kind of playing along to a few different songs and just kind of riffing along um one thing uh you're also doing which i feel is pretty awesome too is you're kind of showing people the behind the scenes on like what it kind of takes to compose or like make a song uh from Mm -hmm. scratch which I mean, for people that are wanting to like get into it, he's he's not just doing just the guitar parts. He's like, you're, you're like in one previous episode or recently, you broke down uh, coming up with like a good drum track and trying to figure out how to do it properly. If I'm yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, um, what what kind of gave you the idea to even start the TikTok? Well,
0: uh, actually, so like. Our singer has like 20,000 followers on there. Our bass player, his clothing company has like 30,000 followers on there. Shout out, Zero sent me and Dirty Bourbon Clothing. Um, honestly, I always thought it was stupid. And like <laughs> there's there's a big part of it that I still feel like is really stupid. Um, like I watch Friends stuff, you know, that I follow and, and everything, but um i don't really like surf it or anything and our management company actually our manager <laughs> messaged me and was like hey it was brought up he's british he was like you brought up at the management meeting that uh you know everyone was wondering when you were going to start your TikTok.' and i was like well i guess now you know like so um Uh, The tech thing, obviously, I was like, I doubt there's many people talking about that on there. And there are some who do a really nice job. But um, so I wanted to do that. And then I talked about Kyle O'Dell, um, my band's current producer. I went and interned at his studio for a while. And he was the first guy I ever saw. Like bands would come in day after day after day after day after day. And he would write a song a day for them instrumentally sometimes too. and it blew my mind it blew my mind you know and, and it also it demoralized me because I was very much a like I'll write when I feel like it like when I feel inspired I right. had so many days where I'd pick up a guitar and I'm like oh nothing sounds good I'm gonna put it down And I went down there and I would just watch him do it over and over and over again. And I kind of just refused to believe that he, uh, you know, that he could do it and I could, you know, I was like, I want to do that. There's got to be a way. And he taught me, he taught me a lot of things And and I'll tell you, I'm not anywhere close to being like, he's in a different arena. This guy is Amazing. It's It's amazing to watch him work. It's like he pulls stuff out of the air and just throws it down. It's like, that's perfect. (laughs) You know, like, wow. I mean, he's one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. It's really unbelievable. But he also gets to the studio at 7 a.m. and works till 7 p.m., at least sometimes way later than that. And he's writing or mixing all day. And I was like, I started to pick up on some things that he would do. And it was like, I was like, okay, I see these kind of patterns that he does. And he knows that if he does something like this, the next something like this is going to work because he did that three weeks ago in like a different key. Mm -hmm. But like the tempo is the same and the beat is kind of similar. So you kind of learn that there's like, like with the, the job part of it, there are things, there are concrete things you can do and you can practice and you can get good at so that like when I have a band in my studio. It's not a worry if they come in with nothing, you know, and, and they have paid me to get a record done and they come in with nothing, you know, I can sit there and write them five songs in a week. Because, you know, like I know at this point I've practiced enough and I've learned enough from him that I have a baseline of like, no matter what I do, I know it's going to be this good. Um, But if, you know, lightning strikes, it could be really, really good. You know, and I I think that's kind of the thing with songwriters anyway, you know, the better songwriters are better songwriters not just because they've had hit songs but like bands or artists know when they go to this person to help them write a song like we know in a baseline it's going to be this good right you know this is a very interesting world and and i and it was another thing that like I got into doing and I was like well I mean if you play music at all like if you like music and you cover songs and you want to write your own stuff like hey man learning how to like program in a drum beat isn't that hard you just need somebody to show you how to do it and yeah. it's like "Oh, that's easy so um, that I'm kind of worried about guitar based music as I told you before You know, with like the youth, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's doing stuff on computers. And if I have to do a TikTok, and I know there's a lot of young kids on there, great. You know, I hope one of them for some reason thinks it would be cool to play guitar or to fix them, you know.
2: Well, I I feel like you're getting good traction so far. I think uh, when I checked uh, today and wrote it down, you were just over like 2,000 followers so far. um, Yeah. Which... I mean, I'm always, like, it's it's nice, because, like, especially, like, me, like, I don't play guitar or play really any instruments, as I mentioned before, but, like, seeing the stuff, I'm always down for, for, like, just watching it, just because it's, like, interesting, and I know there's people out there that play guitar vis-a-vis, like, Aaron, who I talked about, who is, like, oh, yeah, like, I've been checking out that stuff, because, like, he finds it useful, where I just find it interesting, and I'm sure, like, it's it's slowly but surely you're 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 getting up there, dude. Like, proud of you.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I ultimately I think I'd like to to go to Twitch.
2: Oh yeah. You know,
0: so I can do more like long form stuff. If I get enough people who give a shit, you know, and really want to learn this stuff, I'll still make TikTok videos. But I would love to be able to stream for a while live. Yeah. I um, you know, like have a channel. I know I can on TikTok, but it's not as cool.
2: Yeah, well, because, like, especially, like, on Twitch, you can, where you're just doing that 45 to, like, 60-second video where you're, like, oh, this is how you would, like, program this. You could go, like, more in-depth and stuff on the t- on the Twitch and almost exactly. do like, a, a full song. Like, hopefully, like, you get up there and you're able to do that because, I mean, you're obviously, I mean, we all admire you from Iowa, so, like, you would kill it, obviously, so. Well, I appreciate you saying that, dude. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I was thinking about this and I think I think the reason which I mean there's no reason we shouldn't, but I think the reason we hold you in such at least I hold you in like such nice high regards is because when we were on when we were all doing the stuff in the scene together you were that older guy that like wasn't an asshole. You were <laughs> Like, because there's there's always older people in the scene, and they can be one of two ways. They can be a complete dick, or they can be, like, a nice person. And you were, like, the nicest person. Like, I, I can't stress this enough. The amount of times that, like, I would always feel weird hitting you up for anything, and then you just immediately, like, me feeling, like, after you responded, me feeling like, duh, why was I worried about asking Jim this fucking question because like i think i was booking a show and i was like hey man like would you're too kind be down to play this show hear the details or whatever whatever and you were like dude fuck yeah yes so much and i was like yeah obviously, like he's the nicest dude ever and then like i remember i helped you guys like carry in gear one time and you're like dude you don't need to be doing this i'm like i'm just trying to help like do, like, not sit around, and you were just nice about that. And then even when, like, I messaged you about this, and I was like, hey, like, I do this podcast, like, would you want to be a part of it? And you were like, dude, fuck yes, that's a great idea. And I was like, yeah, it is a great idea. Like, why was I worried that Jim would be saying no? Like you, like, you were always the nicest person, and, like, you just generally gave a shit about all of us in the scene at the same time, where it wasn't just like, "Oh, we're playing a show together. I'm just gonna be nice to you for this day." You just were genuinely nice all the fucking time, where not a lot of people well, were.
0: I really appreciate you saying that, and uh, yeah, you're an you're an awesome human being. You know, <laughs> and like I love hanging out with you. I love talking with you. Like I, you're the man. And, uh, you know, anything I can ever do to like, you know, just get some time to catch up or whatever, like, fuck yeah, I'm obviously in for it on the flip side of all that. Like, I felt like I was like, I'm not from here. Like, I don't know any of these people, you know, like, uh, and like, yeah, I'm kind of a dick sometimes, you know, (laughs) like, cause I'm real headstrong about my band, you know, no pun intended. And, you know, like I just... You know, like I love this stuff so much and I can be competitive and everything. And I knew that like I can rub people the wrong way, like for sure. And like, you know, you were you and a few other people definitely stand out in my mind as people who like showed me kindness, you know, at a time that I felt like very much an outsider. And like, how could I not appreciate? that and like love you for that you know i'm a thousand miles away from home and here's this dude like i he doesn't fucking know me from anybody and he's here with all of his friends and i'm just some guy and he's like being fucking nice he's helping me carry in shit and everything you know like that's awesome dude you know and i love that scene and i love the people in it for it you know
2: if i could definitely go back to that like 2013 to 2015 era where we were all just like playing shows together and shit like that was that was some of the best times i've ever had and i miss it a lot granted i know everyone had to grow up out of that phase like they're all doing killer stuff now but like being as tight as we were like
0: dude i miss all that stuff i miss like even those like the shows the early days like the first few year two kind shows i'm like oscarusa like the fairgrounds and shit i mean like you know, Joel was putting those on. Yeah. and like, you know, it's like, you know, the power didn't even work sometimes, <laughs> you, know, it was, it's, you know, like, you know, playing in Karina's house and like, you know, all the crazy shit we did, you know, playing in the middle of nowhere, like doing runs together and stuff, I, dude, it was just, you know, that's why if my music career ended after that, dude, i would have been fucking just fine man You can put me in the ground and you know that's all good i mean like i i think you know i made a lot of friends out of you included that you know are like lifelong friends yeah. you, you know every time i am a, going to be near you guys you know i'm gonna be hitting you up like yo what's up like i'm gonna be in town you know like Um, so yeah, man. So thank you for being an awesome person and for, you know, like making me feel like I belonged.
2: Well, thank you for, for saying that. Like, like I said, at the beginning of this episode, it truly means a lot. Uh, any kind of words that come uh, from you towards me. So, uh, I I, I highly respect (laughs) you. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) All right. So, uh, as we transition to this last part of what we normally do for these episodes, uh, and I'll kind of ex- re-explain it here, uh, towards the end of every episode, I always ask, um, I-, I really like to hear tour stories and like being on the road stories. And obviously, we talked about a little bit about, about like that you were too kind, like little tour, but I know you've been teching, you've been out on the road since then. I'm sure you got some good stories that can be good, shitty, terrible, amazing, anything on the spectrum that you would want to say that you think would be, you know, not even just appropriate. It doesn't have to be appropriate at all, but just uh, something funny that uh, happens on the road.
0: Man, I got a bunch. I'll do a couple and I'll keep them short because obviously I have a tendency to ramble on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know this I know this about myself okay Um, I think the Van Puke it was one of the last or two kind tours Um, I think it was the Trap Tour Chris our drummer was not 21 he was really pissed that he couldn't go to the bar and so Seth was like whatever man I'll just stay in the van with him Um, and so Chris was drinking in the back Chris is the current Dead Eyes drummer by the way hmm um yeah he was my drummer and you're too kind and um <laughs> i get a call from seth is like as soon as we get to a bar in boston and Seth's like dude this kid's thrown up all over the fucking van so we go back to the van he is thrown up everywhere <laughs> it is 45 minutes to the nearest walmart He's hammer we have nothing to clean it with you know we had nothing to clean ourselves with yeah. so like i have as many windows down slash practice can be and i have seth nick our guitarist at the time um and i was forcing our manager jason and myself we were all chain smoking cigarettes because the van smelled so fucking terrible and so we finally get to walmart Closed. Have to drive another twenty minutes to CVS. We're going to get cleaning stuff. Chris is still so drunk that he can't clean up anything. So he's sitting there sleeping on a chair. Dude, I cannot I'm doing a podcast, dude. Get out of here.
2: (laughs) Okay, so so Chris was too drunk and he couldn't clean himself.
0: yeah. Yeah. He was too drunk to clean up anything, so we cleaned up his throw up as he was just drunkenly sitting there and, like, kind of giving us all shit, too, which was funny. Um, So that was a good one. Um, And I think being in Germany when COVID broke out and just, like, uh, I prevail, we just done Frankfurt, And um, we're sitting on the bus. I was going to go to sleep. But um, because, like, Trump wasn't giving the speech till, like, 2 a.m. or whatever German time, the Oval Office speech that he gave. Um, Like, the one time he sounded half presidential and then, like, and then he didn't even give everybody the right information. (laughs) So, like, okay. But so I'm watching this. It's 2 a.m. We decided to watch it on the phone. I didn't go to sleep. I'm glad I didn't because he's like, we're closing the borders. And, dude, everyone was just like, all right, we're getting out of here. You know, like, whatever. Um, But we ended up um, staying in town for a little bit longer because we had to for legal reasons because – I believe the UK had not canceled their dates yet. Oh. So we had to spend a little more time. We were just sitting in Amsterdam um, because the band would have like been responsible for all of those tickets then. Oh Um, shit. Yeah. They left. And so it was like kind of, kind of fucked up, you know, like it was kind of fucked up with the UK, you know, like, so we were all scared we weren't going to be able to get home. Luckily, we were able to. And then after we got back, it was like, oh, no, you're a U.S. citizen. You can get in, of course. You know? right. I was like, Jesus Christ. I wish somebody would have told me that so I could have <laughs> enjoyed my time in Amsterdam. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, um, but that was pretty crazy because – and we did have those days in Amsterdam, which is kind of like the last days – you could go there as a tourist anyway for you know, I'm not gonna say anybody did or didn't do any uh, narcotic things there, but it's, it's, you know, they're not doing they're not doing that anymore, you know like you can't yeah. go there and smoke weed anymore. So uh, I, and you know from what I could gather by the smell, the Wii wasn't very good anyway so I'm not really, you
2: know just the smell though yeah, I just didn't smell. Inhale. dude I no didn't that's inhale. crazy I completely forgot I remember at the time that you were in like Europe and stuff but I completely forgot that you were over there when shit like was actually like starting to shut down and that's crazy like I mean like I get it like tr- like uh, I prevail would want to stay there that way they're not liable for those tickets but like that, like, I remember when that, when you posted something, I was like, dude, that fucking suck. Like, I hope he makes it back, like, doesn't get stuck there. And, like, yeah. Dude, it
0: was, you know, I was a little naive because, A, I was sick and I, you know, I had it. And I was like, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was a little naive to as to like how big of a deal it was until like I was like, holy shit, like Trump's on TV talking about this and he's closing the borders. Um and when we got to the airport finally, you know, we had forty eight bags to check. <sighs> Terrible, dude. It was like the apocalypse in there. I mean, like people sprinting through the doors, like reaching over each other with their boarding passes, like, let me on a plane. You know, Jesus, crazy, dude. It was nuts. Um, but you know, big shout out to um, our tour manager and our production manager, those guys, man, they just like they got on the phone and they were calm collected and they got us all home like they got us all home and i was like yeah yeah, i'll spend a month in amsterdam shit man i would have been there forever (laughs) you know crazy
1: yeah
0: um That's pretty much, you know, like, dude, there's some crazy stuff that I've experienced on tour, but, um, nothing like earth shattering.
2: Well, let's, I feel like that was kind of a downer. So, like, we should hear at least one crazy story before we take off. Let's talk about Mexico. All right. Mexico is shit, man. Like, (laughs) so,
0: um, we were gone there with Vance and... It was right – we got to Guadalajara maybe, like, two days before the earthquake in Mexico City. Okay. That huge, devastating one. So we're in Guadalajara, and, you know, like, typical gringo American me. I'm down there. I'm looking at, like, the ride from the airport, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? i <laughs> like, you know, like – It's just like all barns and shit or, you know, like stuff. I'm like, dude, oh, my God. We finally hit the city. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, this looks pretty cool. We get to the hotel, and I'm like, damn, dude, like (laughs) Mexico's the shit. And then we go out and get tacos, and I get a plate. Uh, And this is like a – this is not street tacos, which I had plenty of, which – let me tell you something. If you've never had a real fucking taco, not one of these hipster ones that you go and get, that's has, like, cheese on it, and, like, pickled onions, and, yeah. you know, all no. of a sudden, now, no, No, dude,
2: meat, it's a corn... cilantro,
0: and onion. Boom. That's right. That's right. Corn tortilla, meat, cilantro, onion, and then, like, a good, real salsa. That's yeah. it, dude. And a, all lime, you like like a lime wedge. Ting. Yeah. Bam. lime wedge no cheese none of that bullshit dude it's some of the best food in the world Mexican food is some of the best food in the world so I'm at this place it's like a nice restaurant and they have you know a big pork fair alpha store just oh like yeah that. oh the spinning wheel of meat yeah, oh dude. yeah yeah spin around and there's some fucking samurai up there just slicing that off you know like Obviously he's been doing it forever, you know, he's got like all the mastery knife skills and stuff. They bring me out this huge plate of it. And all like as many tacos as I want and everything. Like uh tortillas as I want. And it was eight, Granta, eight dollars.
2: Granted that is exchange rate and everything, but yeah. Like still Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, exchange rate. But I mean like
0: what I'm trying to say is if you live in America
2: go to fucking mexico <laughs> you know go to mexico dude like i, I mean I, I don't even so i don't even so like if you remember i come from a town a small town in iowa where there's a lot of hispanics mainly mexicans yeah. and you came out to eat with us i wouldn't just say go to mexico i would say go out of the big city in general Yeah. and find like the small communities cuz like
1: yeah
2: like I grew up in a town of three thousand. Guess how many uh, Mexican restaurants we had? How many? Uh, four, for a town of three thousand. Oh. That's that's wow. like, yeah, that's a decent amount. And like, you're getting those that same price of tacos fucking every day, doing it right. Yeah. Like yep, doing it fucking right, dude. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, man, I um and and I'll tell you what too, you know, I know like the cartel and the police and everything like that like get a bad rep in Mexico and everything. Um, and 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 there was an incident. I was at this bar kind of after hours, and uh, they wouldn't let me walk home, and and I was like, oh why? I was hammered. I was like, why the cartel? And they're like, you don't need to worry about the cartel. Like the police. We'll see that you're a white dude, and they'll pick you up and like hold you ransom. I was like, okay, well, I don't want that. Yeah. Um. But, you know, besides that, dude, unbelievable people. Unbelievable people. Yeah. Just like the kindest, like, would sit there and like laugh in the nicest way at my shitty Spanish, and like everybody. (laughs) You know, like, everybody was so friendly, and, like, I was like, man, whatever they put on TV about this place, like, I know I haven't spent much time here, but, like, more people need to come here, because this place fucking rules.
2: Alright, so, as we wind down here, uh, again, major shout out to Jim motherfucking Poji for gracing my airwaves, uh... Like we talked about, like I admire you so much, man. We go way back, and uh, it it was great catching up. Great to hear stuff I didn't know about you. Uh, for one, like uh, the whole football thing, and then some great stories from uh from your travels between your two kind and teching and and doing all that stuff. Um, everyone be on the lookout for Dead Eyes for mm-hmm. their. For anything Dead Eyes in the next few uh, months, I feel like if, if anyone should be wanting to look for Dead Eyes, besides like what's on um, like streaming services right now, should they shine up, sign up to be uh, part of the Dead Crew? Would that be a, a good option?
0: Yeah, I think you can find it from our Facebook page, um, Dead Eyes, and, uh, or if not, I think you can just search the Dead Crew and okay. uh, just join that. Um, and we have a lot of exclusive stuff there for people. You, you hear songs first, get merch designs first, get exclusive merch designs. Like there's special stuff we do. Uh, we have an event that we're doing later in the year. Um, that is like a specific, like it's our show. It's our day. It's our thing. It's going, this is going to be our thing. Um, and you know, people in the day crew get first dibs for that and everything. So. Cool stuff going on there, so you know if you like
2: metal music and or hard rock, definitely uh check it out. Definitely check it out. Um, I'll put links in the description or bio depending on what you're wa- uh, listening to this from. Also, be sure to go check out uh if you haven't downloaded TikTok already, uh, just fucking man up and do it. Um, and just because like we, yeah. like, there, there's that there's that meme going around where it's like us. Us, like, 20 to 5 to, like, 30-year-olds are like, oh, I'm not going to download TikTok at the beginning of COVID, and then just, now here I am, just up until 2 a.m. watching TikToks. But go download it just for the specific reason to follow Rift Design. Check out Tech Tuesdays. Check out Jim just shredding, and learn how to fucking put songs together. Um, Like, it's it's always nice seeing friends try and uh, do stuff on there, and then not only to try, but obviously succeed and put out good content and hell yeah. Go check out Jim on there for sure.
0: Michael, thank you, man. you are a fantastic human being and a wonderful friend. And <laughs> it has been a honor to be on this podcast, dude. It's been great to drink a beer with you, you know, and you're drinking it's, a beer with a band, I guess. Yeah, you know? It's,
2: it's been my honor to have you on and it would be my honor to have you or your friends or anyone that you know that's listening that should be on an episode of beers with bands go ahead and hit me up we got the facebook got the i don't have a tiktok yet probably won't i don't know i'm not i don't do as much content i don't shred but uh yeah, you do. In, every, in every way <laughs> uh but we got we got the instagram we got the twitter uh actually shout out uh I mean, obviously this is going to be a little bit delayed, but just hit 100 followers on, on uh, Instagram, which is pretty crazy because I feel like an old dude trying to do Twitter uh, or Instagram. I'm drunk. Don't listen to me. Um, but uh, <laughs> shout-out to everyone that's been following us. Uh, good things coming soon, and keep coming. Major shout-out one more time to Jim Pogey for being a part of this. Literally, Shredmaster General, uh, Rock God, and go check out everything he's doing. And other than that, I will catch everyone on the next episode. And everyone have a good night. Peace out. See ya. Dude, I I try. I try. I don't succeed all the time, but I try. Dude, you're really good at that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you got a great voice for it too.
2: <laughs> Do I got a good face for radio?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.